Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan, as we are every Tuesday. Uh, as you can see, we've expanded our reach a little bit. We've uh, moved into video. Shout out to Tobacco Road's author, Christakos, for the ill graphic that he's put together for us here. So now you can actually watch us during the week on uh, your social media outlets, as well as pick up the audio uh, podcast of this episode on all major podcast uh, platforms, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Lumineer, and Anchor. Um, before we get into some Panther stuff, today we do have some news around the NFL, but most of it uh, we're going to center on the Panthers news. Of course, uh, we do have a Panther in the news, Damian Wilson, a linebacker signed last month by the Panthers uh, in a little bit of hot water. We'll talk about that. And just actually just broke about an hour ago, uh, breaking news with the Panthers uh, terminating the agreement with Rock Hill for their new South Carolina headquarters. We'll talk about that as well. That's huge news um, regarding the Panthers uh, terminating that contract with the city of Rock Hill. We'll talk about what that means going forward for the Panthers and Rock Hill, South Carolina uh, in just a bit. Before we do all of that, I um, wanted to give a quick word to one of our sponsors, and that's Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that Major League Baseball is back as well. Who are you picking for the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Uh, also forgot to mention that uh, the majority of this podcast episode, uh, the past four or five days, I've basically just heard the narrative switch from which quarterback should the Panthers select with the sixth pick to whether or not they should select the go get Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland. So we're going to do the case for and against where we're going to flip a coin Whoever wins that coin toss will get to choose which side they want to argue for, either the case for Baker Mayfield to come to Carolina or the case against Baker Mayfield coming to Carolina. The other one will take the other side. Neither one of us have prepped this. We have no idea which side we're going to receive uh, when we do it. So it's, it's live. Like Hubert Davis would say, it's live action. Live action in here today. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see uh, how that turns out here in just a bit. Um, first, though, around the NFL, again, 
the main news headline that popped up in the NFL uh, so far on this Tuesday, Carolina Panthers linebacker Damian Wilson was arrested in Frisco, Texas last week after his ex-girlfriend said he threatened to kill her, uh, according to the Dallas Morning News. Wilson's 28 years old. He was signed last month by the Panthers uh, in that uh, that slew of free agency signings that the Panthers did uh, over the course of that week or so. Uh, he faces a charge of assault with bodily injury of a family member. Uh, one of the police sergeants in Frisco said to uh, the, the local newspaper, Wilson's attorney is denying the allegations, saying that Wilson, quote, did not commit any type of assault. We look forward to all the facts coming out so his name can be cleared. Uh, a Panther spokesperson, sp- uh, spokesperson told the newspaper that the team was aware of Wilson's arrest, but had no further comment. Um, as I bring in my co-host Skylar Callahan here, what have you uh, re- heard or reported about this as this kind of broke um, this morning, really, uh, about Damian Wilson? What do you know about Damian Wilson? I know he, he was drafted by, uh, I think it was Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, played a couple years with Dallas. I, I can't remember where he got to start. I know he played in Dallas, then had a stint with Jacksonville. Was he in Kansas City, too? Uh, it says drafted out of Minnesota in 2015, he played with the Cowboys for four seasons. Uh, he did play two seasons with Kansas City, went in a Super Bowl, and then he played last year with Jacksonville. So, the as far as the player goes, you know, this is a, de- a decent linebacker that's going to come in and probably start right away. I mean, Jermaine Carter's now with the Chiefs. They have a hole at middle – a Mike linebacker, so he's going to be their guy if he remains on the team, that is. Now, he's coming off of arguably – really not even arguably – the best season he's had in the NFL. Had a, a ton of tackles. Um was just kind of showing up everywhere, but there's some inconsistencies in his game. So I, I don't know if he's going to be their long-term solution. That's why they sh- signed him to a short-term deal. But as far as the off the field stuff goes, I mean, this is the second time that he's been arrested in the last five years. I don't remember exactly what the other, the charge was. I think it was, I, don't quote me on this because I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I think it was like aggravated assault. So look it up right now. <laughs> Go get see what it is. I'm right on that. So I, I do know he was arrested sometime in the last five years as, as well. So this is not new. And I think the Panthers knew this. They knew his background. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And I mean, this is the second player that has gotten arrested in the last month. And if anyone forgets it, Shy Smith, the the rookie receiver, he got in some trouble as well. So they're going to have some decisions to make here soon. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shai Smith gets let go. I mean, he's a six-round guy, wasn't going to play much anyways. Kind of but, a special teams guy. Yeah, this Damian Wilson thing I think is really the one that's kind of up in the air. I think if if they can get evidence and in in that this was this was true, he's probably done, right? I mean, it's kind of hard to get away from that. But yeah. if not, if there's some, some truth and lies in there, I, I don't know. It says, uh, so March 17th, 2022, Wilson signed a two-year, $6.9 million contract with the Panthers. Uh, I did find the other incident. July 4th, 2017, Wilson was arrested at Toyota Stadium on two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon during an Independence Day celebration. He was then released on a $10,000 bond for each count. Um, so, yeah. My dude, uh, that's mangroves, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. We, we'll have to see. I don't like to pass judgment until, uh, you know, all the evidence is presented. And this is kind of fresh. We don't have a whole lot of info on what exactly uh, took place other than uh, Wilson's ex-girlfriend's account. Uh, she told the, uh, Ryan Sokolowski told the Dallas Morning News that after she broke up with Wilson, he showed up drunk at her apartment. 
threatened to kill her with a tire, a tire iron. She said he also destroyed her laptop by wrapping it in a blanket and slamming it to the ground, telling her it was her cat. Wilson also tried running her over before driving off. Um, she, she gave her permission for her name to be used. She said she obtained a protective order against Wilson. Uh, quote from uh, the ex-girlfriend, he thinks all of it is a joke because he's rich and he thinks he's going to get out of everything, she said to the newspaper. Um, he was brandishing a rifle and threatening tailgaters outside a soccer venue. That was the 2017 incident. Um, yeah, I don't know. See, here's the thing. Everything that uh, Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer do, in particular Matt Rule, over the next forever is just going to be highly scrutinized uh, by the Panther fan base in terms of what are we doing? I think Fitterer has almost separated himself from the coaching regime. If you've really noticed the past month or so, Matt rule really hadn't been out there. Scott Fitterer has been like the face of the franchise. Whenever we've wanted to hear something uh, from the front office, Matt rule has been nowhere to be found. It's been Fitterer. And I think they've done that on purpose to kind of take the stink off of uh, the perception, especially at the end of the year of this past season. I don't know if Wilson's going to survive this. Uh, I don't know if he's critical to keep because sometimes, you know, I hate to say it in the NFL. Sometimes the crime doesn't fit the punishment based on the talent level of the player. And I don't think that Damian Wilson is so talented that they can just brush this under the rug. I mean, it's sad that we even have to talk about it in these terms, but it's just kind of the world that we live in, uh, especially in the NFL. And I, I don't know. I don't know if he makes this or not. His contract is only uh, two, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's a two year deal for I just had it in front of me two years for six point nine million dollars. So I mean, how, I mean, how much was he really going to play? Um, I don't yeah. know. We'll probably know more after the draft. I would think if they pick up somebody, you know, in the draft that can do similar to what he can do, you know, mid round somewhere, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to just let him go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine so. I mean, there's going to be other options too in free agency. They may even look at, at making a trade. I mean, no one's thinking about that because it's all about the quarterback right now. But if if this goes down to where they have to part ways with them, that's going to come up, and it should. But if I'm Matt Rule, like, this is a good opportunity. Like, obviously, wait till you get all the evidence and all the facts come out of this first before you make any rash decisions. But if I'm Matt Rule and this comes out to be true, I'm making a statement and saying this is not the culture we're going to have in our organization. Right. You have to, don't you? I mean, and that kind of what he's been, the tip he's been on this whole time, that they're going to be a smart, tough-nosed football team, take no-ish, you know what I mean? And then if you turn your head to this, isn't doesn't that blow in the face of everything you've been saying? Although that's been kind of the MO the, <laughs> the past like year or so. Say one thing, do something completely different. So uh, I, I would think that they would, that this would probably be it for Wilson, but We'll see. We've seen stranger things happen in the NFL. Uh, the other actually big uh, tidbit of news that's NFL related is also related to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, and this just broke. Uh, the Charlotte Observer uh, put this out there uh, probably about 20 minutes ago, actually. Panthers terminate the agreement with Rock Hill, South Carolina for the new South Carolina headquarters. For those that don't know, the Panthers were building a brand new team headquarters right across the state line in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, that was going to be massive, uh, that was really going to kind of spawn a little mini city uh, from it, from my understanding. It was going to have practice facilities. The headquarters were going to be there. Uh, they were going to finally have an indoor practice facility to practice at. The Panthers are not one a of bubble. them. <laughs> not a bubble. And even we didn't have a bubble before that, before Tepper got here a couple years ago. People don't realize the Panthers are practicing outside. Uh, they didn't have an indoor facility to practice in uh, with Jerry Richardson as the owner of the team. Tepper built the bubble in Charlotte. So they could have something, and then they were building this 
so they'd have something more permanent think kind of like uh it's the best way to describe it think uh charlotte david tepper version of jerry world uh is probably the best way to to kind of describe what it, what it felt like they were trying to build um i always felt like they were going to eventually build a stadium down there too um i think that would have probably been the next thing in the deck yeah but just i mean He's always said that if, if they're going to build a new stadium, he's going to have to have some help. And it's like a three-way party. I forget what it was. Like, he would put money in, the taxpayers, and then there was something else. Probably like, uh, I would imagine state yeah, legislators would have to get involved. If he, he get, if he he get North and South Carolina involved in it, then yeah. Because last time when they renovated Bank of America Stadium, of course, South Carolina is not going to contribute to that. It's in the city limits of, you know, uptown Charlotte. So, yeah. uh, Richardson got the city or the state to pay – like 60 million plus out of that or whatnot and that wasn't that long ago but uh they did send notices to the city to formally terminate the previous agreements uh the company that represents tepper sports and entertainment uh they mentioned accordingly we are prepared to sit down with the city and other interested parties to discuss the significant challenges ahead it's a 240 acre property uh that they were building this uh headquarters on Back in early March, Tepper Sports said that Rock Hill had been unable to contribute the agreed-upon investment to fund the construction. The city said that it did, and they've been at a standstill ever since where construction screeched to a halt. Now they have terminated that agreement. Uh, and what does this mean, Skyler? <laughs> so, like, explain in layman's terms to a Carolina Panther fan, what exactly do you think this means going forward? Does this mean they're just not going to build it? Does this mean that... Tepper Sports will look for a different builder to continue. Does this mean they're trying to force more money out of or less money paid to the builder? Like, what exactly is your first thought when you hear this uh, headline? Well, the first thought is it just goes right along with the narrative that's been the Carolina Panthers for the last two, three years, right? I mean, it's like yeah. everything that happens can't go smoothly. It's a, it's a mess. And to me, I, I don't know if there's a future in Rock Hill for the Panthers. I just don't. Like – Charlotte is where they were they were born and bred. This is where the the, the team lies, and it, it to me it makes the most sense to keep the team in Charlotte and not move them to Rock Hill. I mean, there's there's a possibility that happens, but I'm even saying the practice facility, the headquarters, like keep that in Charlotte. That's where the heartbeat of your franchise has always been. Why mm-hmm. move it forty you know thirty five forty minutes away or however long it takes to get to Rock Hill? Because I mean, this is what you I mean. Just for example, like, I mean, this is probably not even really that relevant just because, I mean, he's got a ton of money. He probably doesn't even care. But Christian McCaffrey, he lives up here by me, up here in Mooresville, okay? I don't think Christian McCaffrey wants to sell that beautiful house that he just bought recently to move closer to Rock Hill, number one. And number two, I don't think he would want to drive from Mooresville all the way to Rock Hill for practice. That's like – like 45 minutes with traffic. So, I mean, like, that's just, I mean, obviously they're not going to make a decision over one guy or where a guy lives, but I I just think it makes more sense to keep this thing in Charlotte, whether they do that or not. I don't know. David Tepper clearly will have a a lot of options. Like I I think even Rock Hill is still an option, but they're going to have to, I think they're going to have to come up and do their part of the agreement. Like they're going to have to make their money. Like I, I think, David Tepper has put six hundred million, or out of the eight hundred million, I think that was supposed to go into this thing. I could be wrong. I don't. I may not know the figures off the top of my head, but I'm he trying put, to find him now. Yeah, he um, put most of the money into this thing, and for some reason, Rock Hill just has not lived up to their end of it. 
So it's still kind of vague. It says in the Charlotte Observer today, under the under the county's resolution, the Panthers would have received incentives for four decades in exchange for completing 225 million of public infrastructure at the site. I know they're working on um, this has not stopped Interstate 77 that goes through there. Once you go past the, the state line, they were working on uh, an interchange project to serve the practice facility. That's like a $40 million project. The state has said that they're going to complete that regardless because it can still serve economic development in that area. Uh, so far about $16 million worth of work had been awarded. Uh, the, the site itself, just for fans of the Carolina Panthers, just kind of picture this. It was going to have more than a 620,000 square foot headquarters facility uh, 113,000 square foot outdoor multi-purpose stadium that would seat 5,000 seats, which would probably would have been used for things like uh, high, school, high school football, state championship games. Uh, if you know you have a uh, Mallard Creek versus Huff or Chambers versus Myers Park or something like that down there, uh, where they can or uh, Butler or something, one of the, the top high school teams down in Charlotte, they wanted to use that stadium instead of memorial stadium they could have did it it was going to have an indoor practice site with 500 seats which was envisioned to uh you know host community events in addition to team functions what the last line what will happen to the property moving forward is unclear so it makes it sound as if this could really just not be completed and if that's the case i'm not sure exactly what david tepper does it's almost like he got out before he realized he's got to spend more money than he wanted to before they had gotten too far into building it. Uh, but it's not a good look for the Panther franchise where this, like you said earlier on in this segment, if they couldn't even get this done, uh, something that you would think that they had control over. Uh, it's just weird that they weren't able to fix this. Uh, now they could come back around and, you know, get this straightened out, but uh, it does not look good as it stands right now um, for the Panthers practice facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So we'll keep an eye on that over the course of the off season as well. Uh, before we get to our main event for today, and that's our, uh, the case for or against uh, Cleveland Brown quarterback, Baker Mayfield joining the Carolina Panthers. Uh, another quick word from one of our sponsors at athletic greens uh, here at believe tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality uh, vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day, right? Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of uh, and a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year uh, supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. Baker Mayfield, former number one overall selection um, in the NFL draft, not that long ago, like four years ago, I think 2017 was when he came out. Uh, former Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield, is feeling like used goods right now. Uh, you would think there would be some sort of market for him, and it doesn't seem to be a large market for him uh, as it stands right now. 
And the more I sit back and think about it, the draft a little over a week away from now, we'll have our mock draft next week and maybe some surprises uh, for you guys, but get you ready for uh, the 2022 NFL draft and what the Panthers may do finally. Um, I- I've been sitting here, Skyler, and I'm like, why aren't we talking about Baker Mayfield more? I mean, it's not like the kid is just God awful on the football field. And I keep hearing these things about uh, how he's not a leader and, uh, people don't want to follow him. And I'm just sitting back thinking, has he had any kind of uh, incidents that I've just forgotten about? And I can't think of anything that he's done that's pushed me away from him to the point where I wouldn't want him on my team. Now, maybe there's some, some something that's happened and I just haven't remembered it, but I, I can't think of what it is. So I wanted to do something today where we, we either argue for or against Baker Mayfield. And I think both of us can argue either side. So what I wanted to do was, do you have a coin or anything? I didn't grab a quarter or something. We'll do a coin. I, oh. and, uh, I was not we, may, we may have a virtual one. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do that. Yeah. We can do the virtual coin flip. Hold on. I got a thing here. Uh, virtual. The magic of technology. All right. So I, got a, I, got, I got one up on my thing here. So. Uh, I got- yeah, so uh, so I'm gonna let you call this either heads or tails. Um, as a matter of fact, I can actually, so people know that I'm not cheating. I can actually pull, <laughs> I can actually pull this uh, to the screen real quick. Now, what we'll do is each person will get an opportunity to debate whether or not Baker Mayfield should become a Carolina Panther, or we should stay as far away from him as possible. And uh, and then after we do all that, then um we'll kind of sit back and figure out this was the way to go. So we've got our coin flip, the world of technology. <laughs> yeah, we've got our coin flip here. Uh, think shout out to Google. You guys are on top of everything here. I'm going to let you call it here. Uh, heads or tails. Um, if you win, you get to choose which side you want to go for. And uh, how about we'll let the other side go first. So that wow. way you'll get a chance to hear the other debate too. So you get something for winning the, the flip. So go ahead and call heads or tails. Sounds good. So let's see. I picked tails for the Super Bowl, and I don't think that one. So I'm going to go heads here. Heads. All right. So we're going to flip this here. It's pretty nifty. And heads oh. it is. So are you choosing to debate the case for Baker Mayfield or the the case against Baker Mayfield here? Oh, I could go either way, but I'm going to go. I'll go against them because I think there's a lot of good things. That, that you can bring up to, to argue with it. So I think we'll, we'll go that way. I'll go. Okay, against. so you're going to go against. Okay, so I'm going to be the one for Baker Mayfield here uh, as I pull up his his uh, career stats because I'm just curious as to why people are just so against this dude. So I'm looking at uh, – basically it's questions that I'm asking myself where I'm like, okay, if uh, – is Baker Mayfield better than Sam Darnold? Let's just start off right there, because Sam Darnold clearly is the one uh, quarterback that's left in our uh, our room that we know is going to be there. So the initial question has to be, you know, is he better than than Sam Darnold? And I think he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, I mean, we've seen him duel with Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game and almost win it. Uh, we've seen what he can do when he's got some talent with him. Has he struggled sometimes to include everyone? Yeah, but, I mean, you could say that for every quarterback, basically. I mean, everyone's going to say they're open. Everyone's going to say, you know, why didn't you get it to me? I I could see 
that uh, being a, an argument that he wasn't able to share the wealth or whatever as much as he should have been able to. However, when I'm looking at his, so I'm looking at his stats, right? And I'm just like, all right, if, if we just look at his stats and see how he's performed uh, over four years, we got a four year sample size here for him. Uh, he's pretty durable for the most part. He was hurt last year, still played 14 games, played all 16 games in 2020 and 2019, played 14 games in his rookie year. Uh, so he's played, you know, 60 games out of a potential 62 or 64 games or whatever in his career so far. Completion percentage is over 60%, which is what you want, 61.6. He's never thrown for under 3,000 yards in his career so far. Uh, his best year, his sophomore or his second year, where he threw for 3,800 yards. Uh, he's never thrown for more than 27 touchdowns in a season, uh, but the Browns typically run the ball. So that's not too glaring of a thing for me. One of the things I said that I wanted in a quarterback was a quarterback that could basically be a Troy Aikman type where you're getting, you know, you're getting about 250 yards in the air. Uh, you're going to get a good quarterback rating. You're going to get a solid completion percentage, 70, or 65, 70% in the game. You're going to manage the game. You're not going to do a lot of turnovers. And um, Baker kind of fits that mold uh, when you're looking at his statistics as we're looking at them here. If you look at his stats in terms of what he's done over a four-year period, it, it kind of plants out. He's had 14,000 yards over four years. He's thrown for 92 touch, uh, touchdowns, 56 interceptions. Not bad. Um he, he can throw it. He's got a little arm on him. His QBR is 87.8%. And, and the thing for me is that I can't find anything off the field that would tell me to not kick the tires on him. I understand, you know, public perception and all that kind of thing. But I think it was, um, I think it was, uh, what's his name that's on ESPN? Uh, Dan Orlovsky, who basically brought this up uh the other day where he was pretty much saying you know some gm is going to look super smart when they when they bring in baker mayfield for a six-round pick and get cleveland to eat some of his salary and then baker goes in and has a pro bowl year in the nfc who is out there if you if you've got all everything else and you just you're a quarterback away and you don't need like a high-end quarterback you just need a, a guy that you know has the talent and isn't scared uh, to, to play at this level. Sam Darnold has the talent, but we don't know for sure if he can play at this level. And he's had two different stops now uh, in New York and Carolina where he's just kind of faltered under pressure. With Baker, I could almost write off last year with him playing hurt the entire season and still keeping Cleveland for the most part in contention, but uh, it's Cleveland. You know what I mean? I can't really, <laughs> I can't grade anyone coming out of Cleveland fairly because it's Cleveland. Like I, I understand what you're playing underneath there. Uh, I think a fresh start for him at age, I would say 24, I think it is. He's, uh, can't, uh, doesn't have his age on here. I think he's 24. Um, but he's, he's 24. He should technically be going into his prime. I don't see why the Panthers, who appear to be about a quarterback away from actually really competing with a young defense, a revamped offensive line, a, a, a Christian McCaffrey back in the backfield, a loaded wide receiver room, you use that six pick on whichever of the three left tackles are still there at six because probably two of them are still going to be there because it looks like there's going to be a run on pass rushers now. You you put your left tackle there for the next decade. You bring Baker Mayfield in. He plays out the rest of this deal almost on a play it or you know show it deal. 
And if he, he balls out this year, you'll have the ability to re-sign him to whatever you want afterwards, and you don't have to worry about drafting a quarterback going forward because you'll have a 25-year-old Baker Mayfield kind of spicy in the locker room. Like, you haven't had that since Jake DeLome. So that's kind of I'm, – I'm talking myself into what could be worse. Like, do we want a rookie quarterback with no left tackle, or do we want a, a 10-year left tackle with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold either being shipped to Cleveland or – uh, his backup, and they're both roughly the same age. So you create some sort of competition between the two, but Baker would be the clear aspect uh, or the winner or, or of sorts. He should be in theory, but that's my argument for Baker Mayfield coming in. You get to get the left tackle that you want at six, or you have the flexibility to trade down if you need to at that point and keep uh, uh, Brady Christensen at left tackle if you really, really want to. But you'll have Evan Neal or – uh, Quanu or one of the short cross, one of those dudes is going to still be there at six. It's just mathematically, they're going to probably be there. And to be honest, one of those quarterbacks is still going to be sitting there at six, too. Could be Willis. So you might have a situation where Willis and Cross are still on the board at six. Do you go for Cross and then send your fifth to Cleveland for Maker and have them pay seven million of his salary or whatever it might be? I'm kind of thinking, yeah, that probably would work out. Um, I would like to hear the argument against because, <laughs> again, I can't figure out why everyone's so against Baker Mayfield. Dude's got progressive commercials and all kinds of stuff going on, but it seems like everyone's turned against him. Man, it's it, it's hard to really get worse than what it, what it's been, right? I mean, Sam Darnold was just really, really bad in 2021. But at some point, Scott Fetter is going to keep swinging, and – he said that he's going to go up there and take a hack at the plate until they get their quarterback. So what I think the, the one possibility that no one else is really talking about is they could do both. I could see a situation where they go and make a trade for Baker Mayfield, given that Cleveland will agree to pay most or all of his 2022 salary hmm. draft of Malik Willis at six. And now you have options. Hmm. Because if, if Baker comes in, does okay, he's your guy. You don't have to throw Malik Willis in there. But if he struggles, there's a chance for Malik Willis to take over. I think that's an interesting dynamic that no one's really talked about yet. And there could also – I mean, Baker Mayfield's not the only guy out there. I mean, there's other guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe even Jordan Love, I think, is someone that you brought up a few shows back. Yeah. Be a good – a potential good fit. So, I, I don't think that it's completely out of the realm to see – the Panthers do both, maybe trade for Mayfield and draft a quarterback. My case against Baker Mayfield, he's not an elite quarterback. We know this. He's been in the NFL for four years now. He's been good, but not great. And at times he's been average. And when you look at the quarterback playing Carolina over the last, what, four or five years or so, since Cam kind of went downhill, the quarterback play has been atrocious. And I get wanting to take swings at the quarterback position because you have to get that position right or else your your franchise is kind of stuck in neutral. But to me, it's not worth trading for a guy that's got one year left on his contract. And if you're going to have to pay most of it, let, let's just say that the Panthers have to pay at least eight to nine million. I wouldn't do it. It's too much money. When you've already got Sam Darnold tied up for 18 million, there's no way. They've got to move off of Sam Darnold somehow, some way, get him off the books. But I don't see where that's going to go. What team is going to come in and say, yes, we'll take Sam Darnold in his salary? 
like you can't cut them because if you cut them, all that money is dead money. So you're going to pay it either way. It's guaranteed. So, I mean, there's no point to cut them if you got to pay it either way. Exactly. So, like my my thing is with Baker Mayfield, I agree with you. I think he is definitely an upgrade over Sam Donald, and you can see that in my my recent article on SI Panthers. But the the thing with for, for Baker Mayfield is that he's not going to be. Like, it's not like a Sam Darnold where he struggled in a bad situation and there's potential there. You can see the talent, and it's just a matter of getting him around the right pieces, and maybe he can become a stud in this league. There was some talk about that with Sam Darnold last year around the draft. Everyone forgets that because of how bad he was this past season. But we had guys like Dan Orlovsky and some of these other guys like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay at the draft last year legitimately talking about how Sam Darnold could flourish now that he was in Carolina with all the surrounding pieces that he had, and it didn't happen. Baker Mayfield was already with a good team, and he was already an average quarterback. So you're just going to bring him here to Carolina. It's going to be the same situation, obviously a little bit better quarterback play, but he's not going to take you from a five-win team to contending for an NFC South title. I just don't see it. You're going to have to have – uh, the Cleveland Browns running game, which if Christian McCaffrey's not healthy, that's not going to happen. And you've also got to have a very good offensive line, which he had in, in Cleveland for the most of his career, which still to be determined for, for the Panthers right now. So if if I'm Carolina, it's it's got to be let's let's ride with the best offensive tackle at number six, because you know for a fact that that guy's going to be a game changing player for you for years to come. There's not one quarterback in this class that's going to do that, and there's not one quarterback available on the trade market that's going to do that. Stop taking these one- to two-year pit stops and trying to figure out what guy is going to be the guy. Take the guy you know is going to be the guy at left tackle, figure that out, build the rest of this team, so that way when you have an opportunity to go get that quarterback, you can just drop him in and take it off and take off. I I was mistaken earlier, uh, and it might be one of the things that's – changing my thought process with Baker Mayfield he will not be 24 he is already 27 so uh that comes into play a little bit too you're talking about a guy that should be technically entering his prime uh in the NFL you know 27 28 29 that's kind of when you look for them to take that leap to be at that level um I do agree he did have an abundance of talent especially on offense in Cleveland and their defense isn't that shoddy either uh they have a lot of talent there and they kind of sputtered. His his second year, they played, I think they won 11 games. I remember them beating uh, Carolina that year. Um, I think it was 2020. Uh, it just wasn't very good for us. And uh, Or no, it might have been 2019. Uh, I think they came here, actually, and uh, and they won. I remember Baker playing really well in the second half. Uh, but then again, that could have just been due to the ineptitude of the Panther defense at the time uh, that was falling apart. It was right before Matt Rule got here. Uh, I think Ron Rivera had already been released. So whoever the interim head coach was at that time. Barry uh, Fuel, I believe. Barry Fuel, yeah. So it was in that little pocket there, I remember. Um, but I, I do like what you started off with, Skyler, by saying that maybe they do both. Maybe they draft Malik Willis at six, and then they go ahead and trade for Baker Mayfield anyway, and he becomes the bridge to get to Malik. Because the one thing I'm starting to feel that Carolina does not want to do uh, is bring back Cam Newton. Like, they do not want to bring him back unless they absolutely have to. And I feel like, with Baker out there, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to cost more than Baker Mayfield will, but I feel like they'd be comfortable with either one of them as opposed to Cam. I think they felt like they've seen enough of Cam in practice and game situations and live stuff 
where they're like, well, we don't know how much he can actually help other than the morale in the locker room. And we did that last year. And it's it almost uh, undercuts what Matt Rule is trying to do uh, by bringing him back in, which all, further tells us that we never really thought that it was a Matt Rule idea to bring him back in the first place. It, it felt more like a David Tepper thing to salvage the end of the season and sell tickets, which is what it did. Um, sadly, that was the highlight of the season was Cam coming out the tunnel for that home game. Uh, but other than that, I don't see a reason for them to bring Cam Newton back. I'm starting to feel like Cam Newton's career is over. Like it's done. I don't think he's going to play again. Yeah. You know, I don't know who's going to pick him up, save maybe like a Dallas or somebody at the last minute to maybe back up Dak Prescott or something. I don't even know if that would happen. Um, the one team I think would be great is San Francisco. That would be good. That would be good. Maybe that can be – well, I mean, he's always on our contract, so a trade wouldn't happen. But, I I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come to Carolina, then Trey Lance, I don't know if they're comfortable with just him and some, like, backups that, like, you've never really heard of. Like, I think they want another veteran in there with him in case something goes wrong where he's not ready. Cam Newton wouldn't be a bad option. They're a power – they're kind of a power football team a little bit. They like the run. Mm -hmm. So, maybe – Maybe Seattle too. Maybe yes, I don't yeah. know. See, in all those, I say I'm more like I hope he gets a chance there more than I feel strongly that they're going to give him one. Like I just feel like it's been like two years now. Uh, add on the comments he just had the whatever from last week that we talked about. Uh, add that onto the plate. I feel like a lot of teams are just like, nah, I just don't feel like going through the headache with it. Like I, I think he's gonna. We're gonna start seeing him transition into the next thing. Whether it's, uh, I think he'd be great on television to be honest. Um, yeah. Or, or producing movies or whatever. He's got all that stuff in place. So Cam ain't hurting for things to do. Yeah. Uh, it's really going to come down to, does he realize that, you know, the league has passed him by? Because that's what's going to happen. He's going to wake up one day and realize, oh, nobody wants me. <laughs> nobody wants me to play, including Carolina, who already brought me back one time in desperation without a quarterback. So I, I don't think he will be an option. And I think I, the best thing for, or, well, not the best thing, but I think the the only way, Cam Newton comes back to Carolina is if they draft Malik Wills. Right. Like yeah. I said, I, if they bring Kenny Pickett or if they draft Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral, I just don't see them bringing Cam Newton back. I think that would be where they keep Sam Darnold through the 2022 season. Yeah. Pay him. But if if it's Malik Willis, again, they're they're different quarterbacks, but they have some similarities. When they both came out of college, there were some things that they both needed to polish up before becoming – but, you know, being a good NFL quarterback. So, I could see that being the only – really the only option for, for Cam to come back. If I, I mean, if I had to choose between all of these options, and we'll get more into this next week with our mock draft, but if I had to choose between all of them, I want Malik Willis just because he seems to be the one quarterback out of all of them that has an it factor to him. Like, has something about him you can't teach to these other quarterbacks. I thought Baker had it for a little bit there. Uh, he had a little – uh, sort of spunk, I guess, <laughs> that you would want to use for, uh, and that's what I want because I didn't see that in Sam. I, I don't see that yeah. in Sam. He's not that kind of quarterback. I miss that that Jake Delome, Cam Newton cockiness at that position where when he's out there, you kind of feel like no matter what's going on, we got a 50-50 shot to win this game because Jake's out there or Cam is out there. And I miss that feeling. We haven't had that feeling as Panther fans and going on two years, uh, two plus years, really, really three plus years, if you count the the 2019 season where it was Kyle Allen and J. 
just a parade of backup quarterbacks as Cam just completely fell apart physically. Uh, we really haven't felt that since probably 2017. So that's the thing I think that's bothering Panther fans the most. If you asked any of them, they couldn't put their finger on it. That's kind of the one thing that's bothering us where we went through a, a long stretch from 2003 when DeLome took over in the second half of that Jaguars game from Rodney Pete, and we went on that Super Bowl run to 2015-ish, 2016 or so. So we had a hard 13-plus years where we went to every single Sunday thinking we have a shot to win this game because we have Jake DeLome or we have Cam Newton, and the other team is either going to get so frustrated with them or just can't figure out what to do with them, depending on who it was, Cam or Jake DeLome. And we haven't had that. Sam Darnold doesn't represent that. Baker Mayfield, to an extent, maybe has that – uh swagger yeah that swag that cockiness to him that i think panther fans would would gravitate towards uh it only takes one hot half in charlotte for them to to forget everything you know what i mean like basketball football it doesn't really matter you have one hot half where you take down tampa or somebody and all of a sudden the bandwagon is it's the baker mayfield show they won't even think about what happened in cleveland or any of that stuff same for malik willis they won't care that he played at liberty and you know didn't play top competition it only takes a couple of hot series for the carolina fan base to fall in love with you and i like the idea of uh going after baker and malik i mean what are you gonna do with that fifth round pick like for real like what are you really gonna do with it that's gonna make people go oh we should have kept that fifth round pick instead of spending it on baker mayfield we could have exactly got the punter from south carolina instead you know what i mean like what are we what are we doing (laughs) so like that's kind of that's my that's where i am right now in terms of everything now that could change between now and next tuesday when we do this again and do our mock draft and it probably will um hopefully (laughs) hopefully we won't have any panthers in the news again between now and next tuesday um anything else you want to add on this before we get out of here for uh for the week and get ready for this mock draft yeah i mean i agree a lot with what you just said about the baker thing i mean if if you feel like this this guy can't play football just turn on the tape i mean he can play like there's no question yeah. That he can play. He's he's a better option than Sam Darnold. He's a hell of a lot better than PJ Walker. Like you can't tell me that you bring him here, he's not going to be an upgrade. He's going to be an upgrade. It's just how much of an upgrade are you getting? Is to to you know is it going to be more than what you could get out of Malik Willis? But the thing with Malik Willis is we don't know what he's going to be. Is he even going to be good? We don't know. So that's the biggest the biggest risk. But if you go back and watch his tape at Oklahoma, if you go back and watch kind of the the early days or maybe even last year when they made the playoffs with the Browns, like, and you just watch some of these highlights that he makes. It's just fun. Like there's some flashes. Yeah. There's flashes there. He's got the it thing a little bit. Like he don't have it the same way. Like, a, um, of course, like a Pat Mahomes or even Josh Allen or any of the young guys like Lamar Jackson. It's not quite that, but it's not Sam Darnold, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo level either. Like, no, it's yeah, yeah. He's got some some flair to him, and I think the the thing that, like you said, that that's been lacking at that position. Cam brought it back a little bit, but they, that there's not been excitement at that position. Like, I'm not saying that he's going to make the the unworldly throw like a Malik Willis could 70 yards down the field. That's not Baker Mayfield. I'm saying when he makes plays, he gets people excited. Go back and watch some of his touchdowns and he's these big throws that he makes the celebration that he and his teammates have after 
like that that just energy that he provides is something I think that Panther fans, although they may not like the move if they do make it at first, he makes a couple throws, a couple touchdowns, like you said. He's going to be running around doing all this stuff, and and people are going to get into it, and they're going to buy into it. So I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting dynamic. Like I said, I think Malik Willis, Baker Mayfield, you, you, you bring both of them, let them battle it out. Like I think that's a very real possibility. I, I'm kind of talking myself. I kind of was for it when I started this. And then I was like, I kind of talked myself out of it listening to you. And now I'm kind of like, no, I feel good about this. I feel like they should do this. And I actually feel like that's going to be the move. Like, I think after the draft, I feel like they're going to actually uh, do this and actually probably uh, try to pull this off here uh, as I pull up some Baker Mayfield highlights here. I mean, the kid, the kid has field awareness. He, now, you might say he tried to force some things because he had, you know, every wide receiver on the Browns was open. I mean, he had he was pulling Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. for most of the year. Uh, uh, they got that, uh, that tight end. Look at that one. I mean, it, 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 I can easily see DJ Moore running underneath these passes. Like, it kind of makes me salivate a little bit when I'm like, ah. If you could just get him in, a, in our Nobody system with McAdoo, the new offensive coordinator, that can kind of harness some of this a little bit. So first I just don't see the issue. Now, was it, was it Mayfield and McAdoo had an issue with him in terms of his mechanics? Was that the one? There was a one quarterback that he just didn't right now is not the rest uh, of like, wasn't it? I think it was Mayfield. Goes to his I can't remember if it was Mayfield or someone else. I don't think his mechanics. I don't think it was Baker. It was uh, – Oh, that's right. I think it was Sam <laughs> I think it was Sam Carlton. So, uh, yeah. So, that's going to be an important field. Just get to the end zone and then play off and pass off some routes and picks and stats like they're doing right here. You know, hey, I'm not going to Some of the offensive weapons uh, Mayfield has at his disposal. Mayfield to the end zone. Is it a catch? All right, so we're going yes. to stop it here. I probably should have ran some of these highlights earlier offense. on while we were doing the debate, but. Uh, Mayfield. Yeah, we're learning Under technology, pressure. folks. Technology, we're learning from our, uh, <laughs> from our uh, mistakes to... here. So, uh, we got to get out of here. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the new format. So, now you can actually watch the, Pan- the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on uh, Tobacco Road's Facebook watch channel. Uh, it'll be on uh, Twitter, uh, it'll also be on my personal LinkedIn account as well. Um, and oh, can... pop in one more thing here before you finish, yeah. Ben, do... Uh, we'll be talking today at one o'clock and then Phil Snow shortly after. So we'll get to talk to Ben McAdoo for the first time. So make sure if you haven't got to watch, if you don't get to watch it, go to SI Panthers. We'll have it up there for you. And follow, follow Skylar on Twitter at Callahan underscore um, for the latest on Carolina Panthers stuff. As he said, Phil Snow and uh, uh, McAdoo will be talking today, uh, early this afternoon. Any Charlotte Hornets stuff. He also is the beat writer for the Hornets for SI as well. So you definitely follow him there. You can follow me on Twitter at Dez underscore 3505. That's D-E-Z underscore 3505 or at Tobacco Radio. Uh, we'll be back next week, our mock draft. Uh, trying to figure out how we're going to do this. Uh, we might have some guests, uh, but we'll do some sort of mock draft, at least the top 10. Uh, we'll And maybe we'll throw some trades in there and just kind of see what kind of craziness we can come up with. That'll be next week here on the Believe uh, Network. You can listen to previous episodes on the Believe uh, Network as well on any major podcast format. We'll be back next week. We will talk to you then. Keep pounding. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.